0: Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Grace. Welcome to Triumph, the podcast where we chat about all things swim, bike, run in the lead up to our first Ironman. Whether you're
1: a triathlon newbie, old timer, or you simply enjoy listening to the trials and tribulations of two aspiring Ironwomen, we bring you all the oomph you never knew you needed. Hello. Hello, episode three. Yes of Triumph the podcast. Bonky and Buffer. By Bonky and Buffer. Why am I called Bonky please? Because you bonk a lot. Why are you call Buffer please?
0: I'm so big that when I cycle in front I create an enormous draft which is beneficial
1: to anyone behind me which is why everyone loves cycling with me. Mainly me. Yeah. Yes and we should clarify bonking is when you when I don't take on enough glucose and, like, nutrition in a bike ride, and then I stop and cry and say,
0: <laughs> I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's kind of equivalent to hitting the wall in running. People talk about a wall in running, and you just got nothing left after that. Certainly the only time I have properly bonked, I started to hallucinate. I really... I really couldn't make sense of anything. And a friend of mine was telling me about a guy that he went cycling with, who just became, he was just out of control with it. So it's not its not quite equivalent to the running wall, but it's a special state of mind.
1: I, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but no, I sorry. like this subject. And I also think it is nice to introduce our, ourselves as Bonky and Buffer. But I would like you to just tell, can you briefly say about your hallucination? So I...
0: Signed up to do a London to Brighton night ride with my friend Paul. Paul O'Sullivan, who I've known for about 20 years, I managed to convince him to go with me on this ride. It was a night ride. He asked me, he said, will it be lit up at all? And I said, oh, it'll be fine. Like, you'll just have bike lights and stuff, but it'll be fine. So we cycled together, but he had a camel pack water thing on his back. And so he was just sort of sipping away at that. And I, for some reason, wasn't drinking from my water bottles. And then when we got to, I think for some reason, I think I only tend to drink when I see somebody else drinking. So I I wasn't drinking enough. I was tired. And when we got to the stations to stop, he was just eating food, whereas I was trying to drink and eat food. So I just didn't take on enough energy basically. Mm. And we got to Brighton and I was hallucinating so badly. I was so confused. He said to me, you're right. And it took me a couple of minutes to answer that question. And then I think he got me some food just before we got down to the pier, but it was too late. So I was cycling along and I could see the red rear lights of the bikes in front of me. Obviously red lights, but my brain thought that that meant they were coming towards us. And I was thinking, oh my God, why why are they all suddenly coming towards us? What's gone wrong? And I couldn't compute what was going on. And I couldn't even explain to Paul what my concern was, but I was very concerned about that. Then the seagulls, because it's all like stagdies and hen nights and stuff. So the, the pavements of Brighton are absolutely littered with chips and kebabs and all the rest of it. So the seagulls are all swooping down to pick up um, a nutritious breakfast. And I could not work out what they were. <laughs> I was just cycling along going, oh what are these beasts from the sky? I was really scared of them. And then we got to, we, fin- we finished the London to Brighton bit. And we got to sit down and I had a cup of tea and stuff. And I gradually kind of came
1: back to life. But I was I was in a very bad state. I can, I just need to empathise with the seagull poo situation in Brighton. I've been there all week.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: my car has a sort of dappled effect. Mm-hmm. Now. Anyway, this week, we wanted to theme the episode
0: mm-hmm.
1: around essential gear. So this is everything that you might need, dear listener, to either embark on a triathlon or more specifically on an ironman and i think that i'm expecting a little bit of debate about what constitutes essential gear and what are nice luxuries in terms of kit and i i think if we sort of deem something to be a little bit uh sort of not critical but just a nice to have (laughs) Is this like Room 101? Like, do, do we get, yeah. do our listeners get to decide what goes in and what doesn't? Oh, maybe this could be like a,
0: if we've had be. any listeners, this could be like a kind of, they can vote what we get to take with us on the Ironman.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. So last week, you said, and I quote, oh. this is not a direct quote, something along the lines of, I'm going to call the bike shop, get some aero bars and get them fitted. But there's quite a significant update on that. So I appreciate you can tell us what that is in a minute, and then you. I did have to edit out all of your commitments because there were about yeah, there were quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I, I overcommitted myself, which is not unusual. So I left it at two aero bars on the bike, and you were gonna swim initially three point seven kilometres until I reminded you that the swim for the Ironman is three point eight you were going to try and do that so tell us I, I sent an email to the bike shop about aero bars I then
0: did some further investigation I then went for a bike ride with my friend Anna-Marie Constantinou and she has been trying to convince me that I need to get a carbon fiber bike for about 10 years and I always go yeah 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 no look I, I get it but I love my steel bike i I love condor the condor achayo that I, I ride I don't really need a carbon fiber bike. I've ridden a carbon fiber bike. I get it; they're really nice. They're really light, but I don't really see the massive difference. She pointed out to me that I had only ever ridden a carbon fiber bike, kind of completely separately. So I'll hire a bike for a week or something. I won't have. I've never got off my steel bike, jumped on a carbon fiber bike, and felt the difference. So she encouraged me to do that with the use of her bike in Richmond Park last weekend, and it was a very expensive experiment because. I've now realised I do actually need a carbon fibre bike <laughs> if I can get it in time, um, but I haven't had time to go to the shop to go and mm. try one out. So, and I, but I'm not going to get a tri bike, uh, which is not not massively interesting. But I'm going to get a road bike, which will be hopefully more adaptable to try because I'm not convinced that my future is in triathlon just yeah. yet. But my other commitment was to well, I. Well, I really thought I'd feel better if I could just try and swim 3.8 kilometres. So I thought, well, I'll just do it. I'll just stay in the water until I've done it. And then I've done it and then I can get out. And I might not, might not be pretty, but I'll have done it. And good. As it turned out, I was knackered. I went for a four-hour bike ride on Saturday, And then I did the brick run afterwards at a very slow pace and was feeling absolutely crackered. So when I went for a swim on Sunday morning... I thought, I'll just do 50 minutes. So I did five laps of the 400-metre course, I think. No, I did six. I did six laps of the 400-metre course. Cause uh-huh. I, so I did around 2,200. At the West Reservoir. At the West Reservoir with yeah. fins on my feet. Yeah. And a wetsuit. So it was a bit cheaty, but I did it. And I did feel better for doing it. But, I mean, I've still got a long way to go,
1: haven't I? Um, yeah, but you're doing solid. You're doing solid my little. Kilometerage in your in your sessions. You just not, and I find it strange that in when you do it, when you're marathon training, and I think when you're doing Ironman training, everyone said to me, "Well, you never really do the full distance in any of the disciplines prior to the event. You train up to it." But with the swim, my swims are really long now in the plan, so it's it's weird. But then, I suppose they are broken up a bit. You have a few rests and some of it's drills and so it's a bit different with swim, isn't it? For me, it's psychological. I've done a 180 kilometre bike ride. I've done a
0: marathon. I haven't done a 3.8 kilometre swim. I still mm. keep wanting to call it a 3.7 kilometre swim.
1: Grace, what about your commitments? How did you get on last week? Well, I'm it's just singular for me because I don't overcommit. Hmm. Um, unlike Sam, yeah. uh, so just commitment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I said I was going to chill out. That seems um, to be a current theme. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, very specifically in terms of my pace, and so when I do a session, really try and stick to the heart rate zones. Or, and actually, what I've ended up doing this week is something that you recommended, and you've said it a few times why don't you just like run, just enjoy it when you run, or just <laughs> enjoy the swim, or just. And so, that's the heart of the police, in case you can hear, <laughs> oh, no, they can hear me. Yeah. Yeah. So, this week I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of my sessions on feel. Mm. So, rate, what Was it called? Rate of perceived exertion, if you want to be scientific about about not being scientific. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I've, I've got on quite well with that. So, good. Uh, I had a long run today, 18K today, or just oh, over. That's good two hours, 10 minutes. And it was all supposed to be zone one, zone two. And I think when I got back, it was more like zone three. But it was a hilly route. And when we run in Vichy, it will be a flat route. So I feel that that probably is why my heart rate crept up at points. And I think like we've said before, sometimes if you just feel like you've got it in you, then use it. And I was speeding up towards the end. So the last time I did that same route, 18k, I couldn't really get any extra at the by the end I was really really struggling so today I obviously held back enough out of it for the end so I feel like it was a good effort it was probably a little bit more than I should have done but I'm taking tomorrow off because tomorrow's my birthday yeah yeah 38 all right oh my god anything else to clear up from last week before we move on don't think so sorry it was a bit rubbish I think I was a bit low energy last week that's all We both were, weren't we? And I think we did agree that we really wanted to try and theme things going forward so that we have a little bit of structure. So let's move on to swim. Essential gear then for swimming. What constitutes for you essential triathlon swimming gear? Okay, so to start
0: a theme here, um, I went out quite and quite early on and bought myself a tri-suit. And I'm not sure that a tri-suit is absolutely necessary. Really? Yeah. I think if we're talking absolutely necessary, I'm not certain that a tri-suit is absolutely necessary. A wetsuit, unless you definitely know you're only going to do swims where you, do, you don't have to wear a wetsuit, uh, is probably absolutely necessary. And you and I, for the Eaton-Dorney sprint triathlon that we did, everyone else it was a scorching hot day and everyone else was there in their wetsuits and we were going why are they all wearing their wetsuits they're gonna be so hot (laughs) we set off and even you grace Bido, were a little slower than the the gang because they obviously all had like their super buoyant wetsuits on so i'd say a wetsuit and on that i would say i'm a member of um, hamster tri club and we often get messages saying that there are X rental wetsuits available um and like if you're in the right groups and if you kind of join a tri club or if you if you ask the shops that sell tri suits or that rent them out I'm sure you can find second-hand ones effectively which might sound a bit grim but they get so much water through them and they're washed so frequently I don't think it really matters
1: I was just going to say that and also sorry I thought you were going to make a slightly different point then but it was relevant because I think you've already got some holes in your wetsuit haven't you you had a new one and you've got some holes in
0: I had a couple of little nicks in them um which I've mended with that what's it called black witch or something this kind of glue stuff that you can put on and they've been fine since I've
1: Fix them. Well, my point is, if you've got an ex-display or what, whatever, or ex-rental, and you has got some nicks, there you go. You've, you've just made the argument for that doesn't really matter. it Doesn't have to no. spanking mm-hmm. you. So yeah, so wetsuits. We and we talked a little bit last week about the difference between a swimming wetsuit and a general water sports one. Mm-hmm. As I understand it, the swimming ones are slightly thinner, kind of rubbery neoprene. Yeah. Oh, in the areas where you have the most movement in swim. So, playing about is um
0: restricted shoulder movement but mine doesn't i've got an orca and mine's absolutely fine i think um mine i was very fortunate sam bought me mine and it was the best the best reviewed on wiggle but not necessarily the most expensive and it's been great
1: yeah mine's fine zone three i had a little bit of um rubbing around the neck when i first got it but i've got some of that special wetsuit chamois cream or whatever lubricant stuff yeah I really didn't say lubricant right there. I said lubi- lubricant. <laughs> anyway, but with the tri-suit, I need to come back to this. And we'll maybe we'll pick it up again in bike. But but where do you get your padding from then on the bike? What are you doing? Well, when you come out the water, hmm. what have you got on under your wetsuit? Nothing. Well, you and I both made a commitment to ourselves that we were going to try and... I want to do it
0: in, in a two-piece. Mm. Because I'm more concerned about the need for the loo and having to take off the whole tri suit. So I'd rather have a two have basically a bra and pants.
1: Yeah, but you would still call that I think in the in tri circles, you know, in the industry. I think Mm -hmm. still a tri suit but a two piece tri suit. You've still got the padding. So okay we you need that. I mean,
0: I think you can do that just in, probably you can just do that in like cycling
1: shorts. So I'm
0: not sure that you have
1: to but you'd have to cause... swim in them, wouldn't you? Yeah. So you can't come out of the water and then put on a pair of cycling shorts. So, all right. All right. Okay. Okay. But yeah, two is okay. one of our original goals. I remember I came up with a triangle and I've, um, I can't remember if it's like three reasons for doing the Iron Man. And if, mm. As long as one of them was always fulfilled, then it was still worth doing, or something like that. And one, yeah. of, the only one I can remember was smoking hot bods. Yeah, <laughs> smoking hot bods. The T-shirt. No, I the one. T-shirt. Oh, the T-shirt. You want the T-shirt? Yeah, another one. <laughs> we might have to come back then to sort of a um and by that I mean swim hat, goggles, that because we. Well, that's pretty basic though, isn't it? It's like, I mean, I wear the swim hat that I got
0: given at one of the other events I did. And I wear, after spending quite a significant amount of time trying to find one that kept my head dry because I thought this swim hat isn't working. My hair's always wet when I get out because that's not their function. They're not supposed to keep your head dry. Apparently. Took me months of Googling that to find out.
1: I thought it was like little old ladies with the, you know, where you've got the little flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've got. Goggles, yeah, you have. (laughs) And goggles, I think it's just such a
0: personal thing as to what actually fits the shape of your face and keeps the water out and doesn't get all fogged up and stuff. You hear so many, I I remember thinking people are just being crazy about the whole anti fog thing, but I've now realised that, especially when you're out in the uh, open water, when your goggles fog up, it can be quite claustrophobic and quite. Mm. It's stressing, so
1: but you say it's simple I don't think it is simple with the goggles because there's also the more streamlined ones aren't there so if you're really super fast like, yeah I think okay. it's the goggles that are slowing me down we've always we've already established I'm actually not trying to win it this time so mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about that but on another occasion I might want to lose some drag around the eye area I mean you can get surgery for that <laughs> I, know. I know and it's you're
0: about 38
1: you know I'll, there's definitely some sort of joke about me drag eye area you know as in sort of drag eye makeup but I don't know what uh-huh. it is and uh, but my but the swimming hat I do just have to add you can get ones for like so we have gone on to this we're not coming back to accoutrement we're doing it now swim hat you can get ones for longer hair which is what I bought so there's oh. more room in it because I always look you say this I look like a like sort of cone head no, you look like this is so much- you look
0: like an uh, an amateur, an actress in a very amateur play, playing a bald man. And all that they could find for you was a pink swim hat, and they were like, "That'll do." You look like you're bald, that's- and so that's what you look like.
1: That's the one I got from Eaton Dorney, like you say, the little race one that just to identify you within the race. I don't wear that anymore. Actually, I wear my. My black Speedo one, which is thicker, and it is designed for longer hair, so there's more room for all of my tresses. Yeah. Um, my dad did say the other day we watched a video, didn't we, with Sharon Davies? Oh yeah. Sorry. This week's burning question, Davies. Davis. Help. Sharon Davies. Dave. Oh, Davis. Okay. I'm very confident on Davis. Yeah. Okay. And she was and she was swimming along there, and then afterwards she said, "Now, one of the things you need to remember is that." these sort of hydrodynamics you need to have the water kind of running off the smallest part if you can imagine it coming past your head and then down huh like a boat boat. yeah down over your shoulders yeah and if you if you've got your head too low in the water then actually the first thing that the water is hitting is your broad shoulders and Mm. therefore you're actually causing yourself a problem there which was news to me because I've been trying to get my chin uh, I was trying to get my head really low so and I would my dad this, and he said, "Well, why don't you wear a pointy hat?" <laughs> <laughs> that will help. I so think you might get disqualified. Something to think about, isn't it? I'm I'm now
0: trying to figure out after my long swim at the weekend how I can smuggle a pair of fins in to the Ironman.
1: Um, paint them so that they look like <laughs> actual feet. feet. Like,
0: yeah. Things. And any time he says something, I say you're just being
1: rude. Yeah. This is my actual feet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll
1: back you okay, up. I'll do that let's move on to bike essential bike gear we've already touched on this a bike a bike
0: a helmet (laughs) bike shoes yes
1: yeah we we know you've got a condor achayo steel framed currently um Let's keep, keep our voices down because we don't really want him to know. Oh, no, it's all right. I've told him. Okay. That so you're thinking about getting... I'm going to put him up on the wall. Right, so Marco's going on the wall and you're looking into... But you want to stick with... Uh, you're looking into a carbon fibre bike, but you're, you're going to stick with Condor. Hell yeah. They're just... The guys in the shop,
0: the whole brand, the whole thing, it's... They're just... I've got nothing bad to say about them. Condor will either be a Leggero or it'll be a Barachi. Okay, I'm. I'm probably not pronouncing either of those correctly.
1: Well, works, doesn't it?
0: But uh, I think that, to be honest, I think the most important thing about a bike is getting the right fit. And this is, um, you touched on this thing in our first episode, is that get you know getting it all set up for you, even to the angle of your cleats on your shoes, and so that you're not getting any referred knee pain or hip pain or anything like that. Keeping an eye on whether the saddle's too high, too low. whether you're overreaching, whether you're a bit too bunched up, the width of the handlebars. I remember I had a friend who got a new bike and she said she couldn't, that it was, I think it must've been a man's bike and she's got quite diddy hands and she couldn't grip the brakes properly. She couldn't get a full grip on the brakes. And so... You know, things like that are hugely important. So getting it fitted to you, as long as you've got the right frame size, then getting it fitted to you, that I think is absolutely essential, especially for a long distance.
1: Yeah, anyone I've spoken to since we've been doing this, who's really into cycling, just goes bike fit, bike fit, bike fit. <laughs> and do you remember I had that problem with my knee? It was a little ligament tear, probably from something being at the wrong angle and doing a lot of hill riding when we went, on to, when we went to the Isle of Wight.
0: Oh, no, that wasn't it. I told I said, your seat's way too low. So I jacked it up like 10 centimetres and then your knee like popped. <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> I mean, you, was- you were right. I think you, but you were right. I think that was what was causing the problem, it being too low because he moved it. He had it about where you had it. No, I oh, spent a hundred and something quid on my bike fit. and yeah, mm-hmm. I was with him for about three hours and he did, he filled in a little form and wrote down all my angles and measurements yeah. for me. Helmet. I Well,
0: I said to you, because you were going to get a new helmet, I said, get if we're going to be doing this in the heat, get a white one. we have got a great one because you've got with the little sunglassy visor thing that comes down. And
1: goes up. And goes up. It's got, got like, magnetic visor, which is, I just love. Like, that is a joy, actually. I really love that. I don't have to grapple with sunglasses. And yeah. as Charlotte pointed out, when I first wore it, I was like, what do I do with them when I don't need them, when it's not bright anymore? She's like, <laughs> Flip them up the other way, so <laughs> absolute revelation it's brilliant yeah. yeah I mean I do think
0: for actually whilst we're on sunglasses, I do think um that's another thing that's worth spending money on because when you're going through if you're out on your bike and you go through really sunny like on a really sunny day but then you suddenly go through the trees and it's kind of dappled, but it's still light I've got some very expensive but um worth it oakley prism sunglasses which somehow managed to whether it's Really, really bright sunlight, or whether it's kind of dappled and just a bit overcast, but with with periods of it being like it's just you just get the perfect filter to the day. Yeah. So,
1: and and you need you need cleats, don't you? So you, they're not essential, but they make life a lot easier. There's loads and loads of nice to haves on the bike, aren't there? So we can come back to those another day. Comfortable seat. I mean, for women, you can really do yourself quite a lot of damage if you haven't got the right
0: seat set up. So. I would just encourage people to google that if you can get if you're getting a
1: cycle fit get a saddle fit as well we have talked about that all being quite essential but I am aware of somebody well at least one person in Bournemouth who did a triathlon down here not ironman distance probably sprint or olympic but he did it on a barrel bike which is like our local equivalent of a Boris bike So (laughs) you hire it and then put it back in a designated bay at the end. Perhaps it's all rubbish. Carbon fibre. Some
0: people people just—they just just need more of a challenge. So a friend of mine's husband, he's called Nick. I can't remember his last name now. He did the ride London on a Brompton. What is that? Brompton are those fold-up bikes? Oh, okay. So he he made a few adjustments, but he did it in a pretty decent
1: time actually. (laughs) So that was annoying. Let's move on to run.
0: run essential running kit mm-hmm. go on you start trainers i um, tell you what's not essential what that i spent money on those um like elastic things elastic laces that just Ooh. have like a, a drawstring on them yeah i think i don't i don't think my feet get on that well with them actually i think because i think i do them up too tight and i think so that saves i think the whole point of it is that they save you what 20 seconds of doing up your laces when you're putting Long your shoes on. Transition. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to be worried about 20 seconds. Yeah. Again, I think it's so personal to each individual, like what kind of shoe works for you. But for me, I like the lightest possible shoe, with a bit of cushion and not too ugly.
1: I agree absolutely about it being personal to you. And I think people tend to be quite loyal to a brand once they have just you know once they've sort of bought their first pair that have worked well for them i know i am um i'm a brooks woman what are you into so they're they're nike epic react and i do really really like these actually these okay. are my favorite ones
0: these are for like sunny days but um and sam just bought some pink ones that are just like these that look really cool i might get the pink ones
1: well then um, they do say for try that you're supposed to have the loops on the back oh, okay. i'm not sure Oh, I haven't got the loops. Well will see if you can pull them on, I suppose, quickly. I haven't got the loops. Um, yeah. It's all about being quick in the transition area, isn't it? But
0: the transition area is where I'm going to sit down and have a cup of tea. Oh, for sure.
1: That's,
0: <laughs> That's what the tea's for, the tea zone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> have a cake. All right, I'm going to move us on to transition then. I didn't necessarily want to talk about essential... Transition gear, because no. I mean, we can talk about a bag, can't we? Well, I favour a bucket. Is that what you used last time? Yeah, I have those like truck
0: things, those like purple rubbery buckets that you can oh, use in the garden. You can use for all sorts of situations, and it's just great for just chuck your wetsuit in it after you've done your swim. Obviously, I
1: don't and having that. that sounds. that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. I saw somebody asking on Facebook group the other day. I think it was UK Tri Ladies, and she was saying, "What are the benefits of a proper transition bag?" Um, you've got one, haven't you? Oh,
0: and no, I got one free with um the British Tri
1: Club. Yeah, um, main reason I like... want to sign up.
0: Yeah, although I noticed there's yeah. a hole in it the other day.
1: But there's not a hole in your bucket.
0: There's not a hole in my <laughs> bucket, but it wouldn't matter if there was. I, the, the other thing that i've heard recommended is to just get like a really brightly colored towel or something and lay that out so that you can find your stuff more easily yeah but like I said, it's not gonna be a problem for me finding my bike because i will be the last person out in the water
1: but will you because i to, to digress slightly but we have had an email saying that the rolling start rolling swim start will be determined on estimated swim times how does that work then I don't. So does that mean I get to go first? Well, that's what I was wondering. Does I'm that just mean
0: to get mowed down by a swarm of swimmers just swimming <laughs> over me. I'll, I'll definitely drown if, I say, if they set me off first.
1: <laughs> I was assuming that's what
0: it meant. Do you know, want to know what my version of a rolling swim start would be? Mm. Yeah, of course I do a hill next to a body of water. And you know, like when you're a kid and you just roll down the hill. But instead of like these kind of super athletic kind of like running along the jetty and diving into the water, yeah. you just be like a silly oh, roll. Down, and
1: then plop. Down, and
0: then plop, yeah. <laughs> you're a bit dizzy and you're not sure where you're going.
1: <laughs> because we sometimes use this, this area, this transition area, not necessarily to talk about transition, but to talk about anything else, other stuff. Okay. I was just going to raise the question of, is a fitness tracker and in our case we have garments is that essential kit well
0: clearly it's not because you could do it without it but I just think for training and for enjoyment and for feeling like you're getting somewhere and for tracking your progress and everything I think it's one of the things I said to you at the beginning I said they are a lot of money but they're so worth it just even if you can just pick up a secondhand one on eBay to get the idea of how it will improve your life.
1: As you know, I love it because I'm the stat queen. Nobby, Moussoulinob, my husband, he recently joined the Garmin gang and he he does a lot of football, but he doesn't really do any other kind of exercise. Like, And every so often he goes on a bit of a Joe Wicks kick and then sometimes he'll get a bit into running. And he got his Garmin in lockdown and decided he was going to do a bit more running. and the first day he had it, he came back from his run, he went, this is brilliant. He said, I'll tell you what, this absolutely, it made me want to go for my run more. It made me enjoy it while I was doing it. And now I've done it. I'm so interested in all the data it's giving me that yeah. i feel inspired to go again. I get, um, I get
0: very annoyed with the Garmin Maps
1: functions on
0: different occasions in different situations and just the kind of GPS locating, which I, I think maybe my expectations are just a little bit too high. Um, but I have to say, so in praise of the Garmin, I have a nine three five forerunner, and um, they I just noticed randomly a little uh, crack on the back bit on the sensor where it picks up your um, pulse from. So I just emailed them and just said, look, I don't know how this has happened, but there's a crack on the back, and I'm worried about it. You know, water getting in it or something. They just said, I said send send us a photograph. I sent them a photograph. They said send it off to us, and we'll return and we'll either repair it or we'll send you a new one. Great. They are, I mean, although they are expensive, they are, they do look after you once you've got them
1: no, we, we actually give them a lot of stick, but it's all quite tongue-in-cheek, the stick, because it's really user error on many occasions. I'm totally... I totally love my Garmin. I'm on a 735 XT, which won't get... I think the main difference is yours will get you through a longer-distance race. I think yours is intended to get you through an Ironman, so mine won't. But um, I have a little plan to use it for the swim and the run, and then to use my Garmin computer, which you kindly gave me um for the cycle bit anyway that is that is uh, another matter but it does also raise the question of um heart rate monitors to go with your fitness trackers i i swear by them because i just love to know what zones i'm in and even when i'm chilling out and not paying too much attention i still do like to know when i come back from a run or whatever I just kind of I like to have a little squiz just out of it and they're
0: much more accurate like when you actually wear the although do you know what? I don't think I'm going to wear it on for the actual Man. less is more I'm not going to have yeah. I,
1: I just want to know on my watch how far I've got to go that's such a good point I hadn't thought about that mm, something to consider oh well that was all very informative wasn't it well I don't know oh we don't really know what we're talking about no yeah, but I feel like there was far less nonsense this week just like to clarify that grace grace pedo is a nickname i have sort of inherited on account of being fast in the pool but i'm not particularly proud of and i don't really well, it's
0: like torpedo it doesn't really work when your name doesn't
1: rhyme with torpedo no it's just wrong it just sounds a bit odd but you did use it earlier and i just thought it deserved a mention before the end of the show some kind of explanation yeah, yeah. bombshell oh next week
0: <gasps> I'm just going to do what I can I was I'm glad you just, mentioned like, it I did not
1: even write it down
0: all of these like making commitments that I then can't keep and feel like a failure just going to do what I can
1: Uh I'm currently in currently in Brighton rehearsing for a show I've got two more weeks in Brighton I'm going to I'm going to struggle to fit in all the training plan you know Um but I think what I'd really like to do this week is probably is just introduce some strength training back into my my weeks training sessions, whatever they look like, because I'm gonna be very short on time. And I'm, as I say, I'm not sure I'm gonna get everything done, but quite like to make sure I do a bit of strength. So there you go, that's my commitment. You do a bit of strength. So, so yours, your that's genuinely yours. Is just yeah, I'd
0: like to catch up on some sleep. Genuinely focus on recovery. But I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to do what I can. I'd like to go for a long run. I've just got to be realistic about what I can actually get
1: done in yeah. a week. So, Yeah, that's part of it, I think. Part of the sort of process and the journey and the learning. I might work on my swim technique a bit because I'm going to be spending some time with
0: Sam. So maybe ask her to watch me in the pool and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Mm.
1: Consider a pointy hat, just saying. The other thing I'd quite like to become a thing, but I'm going to need to really hammer this um, each week to make it a thing, is sort of like join, join our squad, be in the Triumph Squad. I like calling your Squad. Yeah. Putting it on Instagram, and it just sounds like I'm talking about you and me. You're like that kid in the playground
0: who's made leaflets.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to be my friend? Not really. Here are all the reasons why you should be my friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Still no
1: right I might consider if people want to join our triumph squad I might consider in the future free biscuits yeah I think so yeah join our club oh, I love it but you're gonna to have to contact us to let me know that you're in the squad yeah. so email us triumph podcast at gmail.com triumph t r i w o m p h podcast is spelled how you spell podcast at gmail.com just drop us a line on instagram we love being we love we love the gram what are we at try underscore I, yeah try underscore oomph at try underscore oomph so we'll see you on there um you'll see you'll see stuff about our training how it's going whether it whether it's going i think that's it all righty go and get some sleep you okay thank you i will okay okay bye-bye bye squad bye.